Hello, beautiful souls. I am coming to you feeling as wild and windy as the weather is right now. Uh, You can't make this shit up. Uranus is stationing retrograde today, the 24th of August, um, and has been at 18 degrees, 55 minutes since the 21st, um, right through till the 28th. So it's actually not moved a bit um, not even a quantum minute millimeter since the 21st and we'll still be at this degree until the 28th of August. So a week of a very slow planet, um, you know, a slow planet, but very slowly stationing retrograde, um, often can feel fucking wired and weird and, strange um that's the only words I've got so you're gonna have to excuse this podcast it's gonna be fucking random because I'm feeling fucking random right now I'm ready to flip tables do all the things I'm not angry but I'm just irritable (laughs) but I'm not even irritable I'm not even angry I'm not irritable life is good but oh my god the energy surging through my body right now it's like there's a layer in front of me that I can't even pierce through. So I'm very like feeling very foggy, feeling very like, oh, like, you know, it's all just, it's very interesting. It's very, very interesting times. I am not going to stop this and re-record it. I just did that. <laughs> I recorded for a minute and went, oh, fuck, I'll start again. I'm not going to start again. You know that you always get me unedited anyway. Um, but I'm feeling as raw and wild and windy as Uranus is. You know, for me, the planet Uranus is a planet that I call the windy planet. Like he's windy, he's unpredictable. He's, you know, these surges of wind come in and can pick things up and put them down and, you know, it disrupts our energetic frequency, the wind. I mean, I love the wind, don't get me wrong. I'm actually someone who really enjoys the wind. I've got a strong air chart Um, And I do find the polarity with some people when they have like no air in their chart, they either love or hate the wind. You know, those people that really don't like the wind, like it's very unsettling to them. Um, They can either have, yeah, maybe too much air in their chart already or absolutely none. Um, That's what I've found in in my clients over the years. Um, For me, I've got lots of air, but I also love the wind. And the thing is, is that Uranus is stationing. Like I said, he's stationing retrograde. Now, when planets station retrograde, the energy can feel a little bit like frustrating, irritable, tetchy is the word I like to use. Um, There's just this tetchiness, this edge, you know, like you're just on edge, like there's just an edge to the way that you show up or the way that things are. And that's just, you know, ultimately, you know, a lot of people go, um, especially with the outer planets retrograde, even astrologers are like, you know, you're not going to feel a planet station retrograde. Um, you know, I, I don't disagree, but I also beg to differ as well. I think it really depends on what's going on in your own chart. I think that when outer planets, transpersonal planets station retrograde, you know, often, you know, sometimes we can feel them, but, but often it's, it's so collective and it's deep under the psychic consciousness that it doesn't need to be felt. You know, of course, when Mercury stations retrograde, we're going to feel that. We are, you know, constantly in communication and working, you know, driving our cars, um, working on computers, you know, having conversations with people, talking to the neighbours, doing errands. I mean, when Mercury stations retrograde and stations direct, so we're talking about the actual station where they're slowing right down to get ready to either go forward or backward. 
there is this sort of edge tetchiness, glitches, things like that. Outer planets, yeah, you know, I don't think, you know, again, I think that it varies. Um, I think that it really depends on your own chart. And for me, Uranus is exactly, of course, 18 degrees. We all know that if you have a planet at 18 degrees of Taurus, not 19, not 20, not 17, but 18, and you're not maybe used to feeling stationing um, planets, you will probably be feeling this one because Uranus is so electric. Like my whole body is feeling oh, I, I can't, I, I mean, I have no words. That's what I mean. Like, I'm just like, I am jumping on here. I've had people go, oh, we missed your podcast. We missed your podcast. And I did miss last week. Apologies. Um, life is very full and overflowing um, right now as well. But I wanted to just jump in very real, very raw, very ready to flip tables and give you the podcast of the week, which is Uranus. Well, Uranus is stationing retrograde today on the 24th, later on. Um, but we're really feeling that. And, you know, like I said, he's been at this 18 degrees, 55 minutes since the 21st and will stay at that exact degree until the 28th. So yeah, there's just this edge, you know, and I'm totally feeling it. Like I'm foggy and, you know, just things aren't clear and I'm, you know, and and honestly, um, my beautiful friend, Michaela always says, she's like, I've been talking to her today to see how she's feeling. And um, she's the star witch astrologer, uh, one of my best friends. And she's just like, oh, darling, I'm not fit for human consumption. And I'm like, oh, my God. Like, I mean, very rarely do I feel fit for human consumption. But right now I went to Pilates and the young girl was like adjusting me. And I'm just looking at her like, don't come near me. Um, I'm also super fucking sore from F45 yesterday because it's the first time I've trained in like three weeks. So my body, like I woke up in the middle of the night, you know, when you've lifted weights and all the things, it's like, oh, my bum, my hammies, my, my chest, my arms, my back. It's just like every part of my body is sore. And then I went and did Pilates this morning, which actually really hurt as well. And um, yeah, totally not fit for human consumption. I love that saying, Michaela. Love you, darling. Um, and yeah, she's feeling the same. I And I really, and it's really weird. And I'm going to be real like honest with you about like my coffee sort of, um, uh, you know, relationship is I'm a very off and on again coffee drinker. I love ice lattes, like love them. Um, I can go three weeks without one and then have one a day for a week. Then I can go another week, week without one, then just have one on the weekend. So I'm a very, you know, I didn't drink coffee for decades and I only started drinking coffee when I pretty much turned about 30 actually. Um, and yeah, it's just been an on and off again relationship. And the thing is, is that with Uranus, like Uranus is like this highly strong energy. It can make you very anxious, very mentally restless. And so I've wanted to really, especially with this um, triple conjunction that happened right on my son Chiron, I wanted to sort of go, look, I don't want to be, you know, amplifying my energies with coffee. And, you know, you can hear in my energy, like I'm zinging at the moment and I've only just, and, I, and what's re- weird is, I haven't had a coffee and then I went out to get one because even the other week when I was feeling this same sort of very weird, visceral, electrical current feeling, the coffee's actually what's earthing me. Does that make sense? Like it's actually bringing me like, like I'm feeling very out of myself. And if you go back a few weeks ago, I think I shared something very similar to this. I'm just actually going to have a sip of iced coffee right now. Mm. I mean, my goodness, I even got an extra shot. Fuck. Mm. So I am going to sit in the sun and sort of really just take in the codes um, 
after I finish this podcast, before I start, uh, you know, just before I get back to work with my clients. But I just feel that for me personally, coffee has sort of been a little bit of an ally for me with this, all this Uranian energy, which sounds totally uh, oxymoron and I totally get it. It's actually, it's, it's doing something sort of to my system to really anchor me in. Um, because even now I've only had like a few sips from, from the coffee, you know, from driving back and I'm feeling, even though I'm sounding like a fucking lunatic, I get it, but I wanted to do this podcast today and I nearly didn't. I was just like, nah, fuck, fuck the podcast this week. I haven't done my, my Monday musing, but I mean, I'm, I'm sort of moving more towards only doing them fortnightly at the moment anyway. Um, and and I nearly didn't do it. And I'm like, you know what, if, if, if anyone listens to this and is feeling this same sort of tetchiness, edginess, fogginess, confusion, ready to flip tables, well, hello, we're all in this together. And the fact that I just messaged Michaela and said, oh, I don't know if you're going to feel any calmer than me, but this is how I'm feeling. And she's like, oh God, darling, no, no. She's like, I'm drinking coffee and fluffing about ready for her clients. And I just, it's this parallel sort of like world right now and it's strange the only word I've got for it is strange like I said the 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 weather has picked up it's very windy um which you know is really dynamic and and blowing new new energy in which I think is so pertinent because we've moved into Virgo season right so interestingly enough like Usually August is like windy and wherever, I'm not sure where you are, but I live in Brisbane, Queensland. And, you know, they're always like, oh, the winds come in August, but we haven't really had wind. So usually they're like, it's like a solid week of wind. It's usually around the echo time, um, but we haven't really had wind. And last night, you know, yesterday afternoon, the sun moved into Virgo. He made his ingress into this beautiful feminine earth, um, mutable sign of Virgo, Uh, asking us to, you know, I really feel some real deep cellular healing um, in this Virgo season if we can stay in our bodies and anchor in, you know, uh, take some good herbs for your adrenals, for your nervous system. I'm on some beautiful ones um, from Yantra. Um, so at the moment I'm taking the, what am I taking? The Anima Mundi, but I've also got the Flower of Life and the Fractals one. I'm just reading them from, I'm in my cupboard, as you know. Um, I'm just reading them on my, my Duchess. Um, so some really solid nervous system tonics, plant medicine in that form, I think can be really helpful because Virgo is the plant witch, you know, like she is the divine healer. That is her archetype, that essence of bringing everything back to its pure form, its pure organic state and to really get back to the earth, you know, and I think that that's going to be the invitation and that's what I'm really feeling is getting back in our bodies, getting back to the earth, doing some healing, cleaning up our diets, cleaning up our sleep patterns, um, detoxing, going on that clutter because, of course, we've only got one month left until spring when we move into Libra season, which is the end of uh, September, and then we move into spring and spring equinox comes and, and it really is this flushing out. You know, I feel that real energy of the flushing out and Virgo season is 
you know, the, the, the halfway point of the Zodiac, you know, from Aries through to Virgo is, is six months in. So we're getting this halfway point. And for me, that is that real reset and yeah, the detox, the flush, the letting go, the release, the purge and anchoring back into our own medicine and what medicines work for you. And maybe your medicine is meditation. Maybe your medicine is walking. Maybe your medicine is journaling. Maybe your medicine is movement. So what tools from your toolbox can you start plugging back into, especially when we get a little bit out of sync and out of alignment? And of course, Libra season really brings us to that balance um, as we move into the spring equinox and we start to find the balance again in our lives because uh, that's what the equinox is, is that it's equal day and night. We come to that point um, in the earth where it's equal day and night. So again, we're finding balance, but now we're moving toward that point, you know, like Virgo season is just one sign away from really anchoring into coming back into that natural equilibrium, you know, that natural state of pristine balance in our own lives, which we're constantly sort of finding. Yeah. So I think that this Virgo season for me, I'm feeling that real invitation to Find that, uh, find that, find what's working for you and flush out what's not. And if you have let your medicine bag tools sort of go by the wayside and it's just that you want to have a green smoothie once a day now, awesome, do that. You know, find something that you can effortlessly and seamlessly work into your your daily practice because that's what Virgo is. Virgo is ruled by the sixth, Virgo rules the sixth house, right? So this is about what we do every day. Again, the magic in the mundane, being enlightened by everyday experiences, not by these let's bypass the human, right? That is the, the, the pure sixth house Virgoian archetype as well is what are you doing daily that supports you? What are your habits? What is your routine? Are you treating every day as the sacred ceremony that it is? What are your rituals? Are they serving you anymore? And of course, the sixth house also, of course, rules health, you know, which is a Virgo, you know, if you know many Virgo suns or Virgo stelliums or Virgo moons, that they're often, you know, a caring, in a caring um, position, in some sort of natural health, beauty, um, you know, whether that's hairdressing, whether that's, um, you know, doing facials, whether that's, and even just exercise and things like that. There's something very natural about like strong Virgo archetypes that wants to heal and cleanse and again, come back to that natural organic state that we are. So in, in all perfect perfection of the universe, as it always is, the winds came in yesterday after the sun moved into mutable Virgo. And the mutability is what we're going to be really dancing with for quite some time, because obviously we're moving into Virgo season. Mars has just recently moved into Gemini, where he stays for bloody seven months because of his upcoming retrograde. So Mars is the rarest retrograde that we see. So it's actually one that you honestly want to keep your eyes on. So, I mean, I'm still seeing astrologers do the fear mongering around Mercury retrogrades. It's quite disgruntling because there is nothing to fear at all with anything in astrology at all. Nothing to fear and everything to watch is what I say. And the thing is, is that 
Mercury retrogrades happen three to four times a year. <laughs> you know, if you want to, and I, I, again, there's nothing to fear, but if you want to watch any retrograde, it's a Mars retrograde and then a Venus retrograde because they are our two rarest retrogrades. Now, Mars is going to retrograde in the mutable air sign of Gemini. Cerebral, fast thinking, quick wit. I did a big post on both my Instagram and my uh, Facebook. So check, go and check that out. It's a really big post. Um, plus I'm, you know, I'm going to do a bit of a masterclass, just on like a live call where we can all jump in and really track out this, uh, this Mars in Gemini, because there's some really great things that I want to talk into about our, uh, our destiny and taking action on, um, some of the Dharma that's been happening over the past couple of years. And so, yeah, I've got some great little things there that I want to share in that masterclass, um, which I'm scheduling I think for September um yeah all that stuff will be out uh, on my socials and in my newsletter on my Monday musings at some point as well but again we've got this mutable energy you know Mars is action forward movement courage you know our desires initiation he's the warrior archetype he's the hero archetype he's the pioneer and Gemini is questioning and discerning and it's like listen to me I've got Mercury in Gemini you know, it's, it's chatty, it's talkative, like, you know, so what we have here is like a war of words, it can be argumentative, it can be, you know, it can be extremely restless. And again, it's very, very cerebral, it's very in the mind. And this is definitely something that um, if you go back to the 2022 panel that I shared, um, so they are in my podcast, if you just, you know, find, go down to the end of my podcast, I did do a podcast with the beautiful uh, Cassandra, who writes the astrology magazine um, around this, around this, plus also another astrologer, we talked a little bit about this as well. So go and check out my astrology panel, my 2022 panel, and just re-engage with those couple of interviews that I had around this transit because this transit's pretty big. Um, again, being an immutable sign, the, the mutable planets being Gemini, Virgo, Sag, and Pisces. So ultimately we've got Neptune and Pisces at home. We've got Virgo season now. Eventually v um, Venus will move into Virgo as well. Um, Mars is now in Gemini until March of 2023. It's a very, very long Gemini transit because of that upcoming um, retrograde. And um, the missing leg in this is Sagittarius. Okay, so if you are a Sagittarius, you're sort of, you know, you know, you might feel like you're holding this or this is, feels really good for you. Um, the mutable energy is very adaptable. And to be honest, when the winds come in, I'm like, yes, change is here. You know, this is great. Like that's what the mutable signs do is they bring change. They change the form of things. They're flexible. They bring variety. Um they need variety, you know, they're on the move, right? There can be absolutely this inconsistency, hard to pin down, very flighty, um, easily distracted, <laughs> you know, that's going to be a big theme. That's why, you know, being Virgo season, you know, anchoring into the earth, although Virgo is ruled by Mercury, which is a cerebral sign, again, um, that's why it's really great to get into our bodies, uh, especially this Virgo season. You know, this is a great season of cellular healing, energetic healing. It's a real exhale month, like ah, breathe out, darlings. And even though we can feel the erraticness of what's going on, especially this bloody Uranus, 
retrograde stationing at the moment. You know, give us, you know, give us another couple of weeks when we're really in the Uranus retrograde. Everything will settle down. But the stationing of this, especially like I said, if you've got an 18 degree Taurus planet, you're you're probably feeling it like I am feeling it. Um it's it's intense. Um Mercury, who is the ruler of both Gemini and Virgo. So we've got Mars in Gemini, ruler is Mercury. Sun in Virgo, ruler is Mercury. Mercury right now is in Virgo, only for a couple more days, just until the 26th, where he then moves into Libra. Now, Mercury is in what we call that pre-shadow stage where he is going to retrograde. So the, the degrees that he is in right now are his retrograde degrees. So we can start to pay attention what's been happening the last few days. Okay, so I know for, for me what I've seen and what I, we, I've even experienced, car stuff. Okay, so interestingly enough, enough like my, my uh, middle daughter, who's 16, was so keen to just get in the car and drive and all of her friends are and all the things because she's got her learners. So we sort of convinced Joel <laughs> to take her in the car. 10 metres from the house, she pops my tyre. Fuck. Like, seriously, it's totally pre-shadowed uh, Mercury retrograde. Like, and it, but it needed to happen to teach her. And I was just like, look, you know, that could have been you hitting a car. That could have been anything. I mean, she has had a couple of little bits in the car, but not a lot. Um, and it just, because she's so, uh, you know, she, no, I can drive on the road. No. So we were believed her and then she popped the tire. Plus then I've, which it's just hilarious. I mean, it's crazy. Um, and then I've heard of so many people's like cars breaking down and all this sort of stuff in the past week. So Again, we're paying attention to what Mercury is doing, not only in our charts, but in our lives. Again, embodying astrology is where it's at. You know, you want to be embodying, experiencing your chart and living astrology day to day. It's not this, it's not this thing that's outside of you that is unattainable. It's, it's merging with your own, merging with the planets, merging with the energies and being able to like pinpoint, well, ah, what's going on? Because you're experiencing your life. Like you are showing up and participating in life, not just going, oh, that transit's happening and being separate from it. Okay. That's, that's astrology. It's, it's everyday stuff, right? So ultimately Mercury will move into Libra, which is, you know, very diplomatic, can be quite indecisive, but you know, there's harmony there. Great to have conversations around, you know, smoothing things out, um, you know, and that and that's where that's where Mercury will station retrograde as well at eight degrees of Libra and then move backwards. Okay. So ultimately, also this week, I'm just sort of looking at I did write a couple of notes because, you know, as you can feel my energy, it is like, oh my God, yeah, I'm ready to go and sit in the sun. It's just about to be eleven eleven. Of course it is. Um, but the last thing I will love you and leave you with is, of course, this beautiful new moon in Virgo on the 27th at four degrees Virgo, 27th of September. Oh, no, what month am I in? Bloody August. Bloody August. Um, and it is exactly square Mars. So for me, this is a quite an active new moon. Um, there might be tensions being felt, uh, inner tensions, like inner restlessness, and this is a time to move the body. You know, this is a great new moon to seed some, absolutely, some new health intentions, some new daily rituals. You know, what do you, like I said earlier about this Virgo energy, like what do you want to invite in for this season, but to see if it sticks, you know, like what needs to stick? Where are you out of alignment with sort of the everyday magic? And where do you want to come back into alignment? Now, this square to 
to Mars exactly at four degrees of Gemini can feel it can feel a little edgy. You know, you want to watch. Um, you know, dark moons already are a time of yin and rest and retreat. Okay, so I would say. You know, if you're feeling edgy, maybe go for a walk, uh, do something gentle. But this is around getting into the body and acting as well. Like, you know, we can't change our lives by thinking. We have to change our lives by acting So and taking action. So for me, you know, this square to Mars, whilst it might feel a little bit, you know, it might feel a little bit uh, irritable or frustrating because the sun and the moon are both there, both square Mars. It's sort of like, oh, am I going forward? Am I going backwards? Like, oh, you know, it, it, it might feel, you might just be feeling like, am I just going to jump off a cliff? Do I want to flip a table? Like, feel free to flip a table. Literally feel free. Please do. I looked at my table this morning. I'm like, I could flip you. I could fucking flip you. That's what I'm definitely calling this podcast flipping the table. Um, but for me, it's around, you know, yes, maybe writing out some intentions this month, especially if that's not what you usually do. Um, you know, again, that's an action, right? So taking action. So what actions do you need to take? Where do you need to embody what you want instead of saying and thinking what you want? Oh, I want to do this. I'm going to do that. I will do this. I'll start that. Embody that and and move that through the body. So it could be a great uh, day also to, you know, absolutely like anchor in your intentions with movement with breath work with the with a gentle walk or with a intense cardio workout like whatever feels good for you to get you into your body and start to shift the dynamics and start to shift any stagnant energy but again like I said, dark moons are for resting and retreating. I can't see all of your charts, but I'm a Libra rising. You know, this dark moon for us, if you're a Libra rising, is in the 12th house. So we might not feel to just go and push and to, you know, it might be more of a gentle time for us, one of a bath, one of doing some journaling, one of writing the intentions, lighting a candle. You know, we need to understand, well, where is this happening in our own charts? Where is it being activated? So it could go one way or the other. You might feel full of energy and actually need to release that. But my my, my invitation is, is that where can you act your intentions into reality? Where can you manifest them? And that's Virgo energy. We're weaving what we want, our desires from the ethers, and we're alchemizing them into reality. We're bringing them, we're earthing them here. So use the Mars tension to bring something to fruition. You know, especially if you've sort of been guiding a lot, like gliding along with these new and full moons, like, oh, yeah, you know, it's this, you know, same, same shit, different moon sort of thing that I say everyone's releasing the same shit every full moon and asking for the same shit every new moon. If that's you, you know, you could make a real difference with this moon to start acting a different way, start embodying exactly what you want. And I know for me, it's, it, you know, Yes, you know, Virgo season for a Libra rising, it's all 12th house stuff. So there is a little bit more feeling of, um, you know, isolation and retreat and things like that. But I've got Uranus like <laughs> exactly on my sun still for a long time, for, for months and months. If you have an 18 degree Taurus anything, Uranus will be there until I think it's still like another like couple of months. Like seriously, he stays on 18 degrees for a long time. Um so I've got quite a lot of energy sort of like pulsing through my system. It's very visceral for me. Um, I'm feeling electric. I'm feeling like if I touch someone, I'm going to fucking zap them. Um, but yeah, really, I invite this this new moon to be one quite sacred that you actually 
like I said, if you if you haven't been doing rituals lately, this could be a real beautiful one to drop into a ritual um, where you write out your intentions, where you move to your intentions. You know, how do you want to feel and how can you start taking actions to earth those seeds that you want to bring to fruition? So a really great new moon, despite the square to Mars, I think that those edgy squares can push us. It, it, it means there's work to do. Yeah, that there is work to do. And so what work are you willing to do? That's that's what you've got to ask yourself. What is the work that you're willing to do? Are you willing to commit to, I don't know, getting up and going for a walk? Or is it, you know, yeah, releasing sugar, not drinking coffee if you feel like you're addicted to it? Like, what is it? What can you commit to um, and work toward? So I'm excited about this new moon in Virgo, um, the mutable energy coming through and being a little bit unpredictable, a little bit dissolving, um, but giving us a bit of variety and giving us a bit of a shake up because we've had so much fixed energy. And maybe that's just why I'm also feeling, um, you know, this this very edge of uh, table flipping and <laughs> craziness today um, because yeah, I mean, I'm not a very heavy mutable chart, as you can imagine. I'm I'm all about consistency. So, um, you know, inconsistency to a consistent person can feel a little disheveling at first, but I'm really welcoming all of this mutable energy because I know that it's the winds of change. You know, that's what I'm open to. I'm really open, opening my heart and my arms to the winds of change that will happen with Mars in Gemini for seven months with this Virgo season, of course, then Sag season when Venus moves through the mutable signs as well. Um, it's yeah, it's, it's an exciting time to be alive. You know, I'm, I'm plugging into the, the winds of change. You know, there's a lot of bird medicine, a lot of, you know, a lot of messages coming from the earth and nature herself right now. So let's all plug into that and have a beautiful, beautiful Virgo season. I'm not going to promise anything. I will be back when I'm back. I'm sure I'll come back next week um, if I get the chance. Um, but I love doing these podcasts so much. And thank you all so much for all of your support. Um, last two weeks ago, my podcast, had got so many uh, listens and um, I'm just so fucking, I'm just feeling so blessed and so humbled. So have an incredible new moon, darlings, and um, I love you all. Mwah. Bye.